This week, we look ahead to Launch Party 13, the highlight of Edmonton Startup Week. Plus, we'll learn about an effort to showcase tech talent while raising money for a couple of good causes. Hi, I'm Karen Unland. And I'm Faiza Ramji, and this is Bloom, the podcast about innovation in Edmonton. Hi, Faiza. We are heading into an exciting time in Edmonton's innovation ecosystem. October 17th to 22nd is Edmonton Startup Week, if you're listening to this in 2022, which I suspect you are. Uh, when this episode drops, it'll be exactly a week away from Launch Party. What's, what is your history with Launch Party? Well, I love the concept of Launch Party, and I've followed a lot of them online, um, you know, through Twitter and things like that. But I have attended a few in person, uh, particularly when I worked in economic development. And the energy is always just really palpable in the, in those in that room. So I love Launch Party. Yeah. It's been in a lot of different places. Sometimes it's been like in the Mercer building, sometimes in a different building and the last two years uh, online. So all kinds of different uh, venues for it. I have been a spectator for a few and I think I've mentioned on the show before, Taproot Edmonton was one of the startups at Launch Party 7 back in 2016. So I've been on the stage as well. Um it's going to be back in real life at the Empton Convention Center on October 20th. And we thought that this was maybe a good time to look at the companies that will be showcased there. The one that leapt out at me, of course, uh, because of history and all kinds of things is the Public Food Hub, um, because it brings Ken Batista back to the launch party stage as a startup founder. He was a co-founder of Startup Edmonton, one of the people responsible for the creation of Startup Week and, and Launch Party. And now he's pitching his marketplace, connecting food lovers to food makers uh, and experiences uh, at this event. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited to see Ken back on on the uh, launch party stage. Um, you know, we talked to him last season on uh, Bloom. And one of the things I love about the businesses that he is part of is this bringing together of communities around a particular thing. And so before it was around founders and startups in the tech space. And now it's in the food space, which, of course, I'm very passionate about. So yeah. um, I think, you know, if, if anyone's seen can pitch anything that he's excited about. The decks will be beautiful and be <laughs> energetic. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, he, uh, he, he is an enthusiastic speaker when he's talking about the, st the stuff that he's uh, in, involved in. The public was going to launch its roadshow on October 19th as part of Startup Week, um, but I've learned that they've since pushed the, that back to the spring. And so Ken says that they needed to give their partners in the cities around the prairies that they were going to visit a little bit more time to organize and promote so that they can uh, do it justice, I suppose. So they're shifting all the everything that was planned for October and November back to April and May. And in the meantime, he says there'll be one-off community events across the prairies. So kind of too bad that it's not happening in conjunction with Startup Week, but kind of understandable too. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's when you're doing any community stuff, you know, there's so many different people involved. And um, the last thing you want is to is to not have a great turnout because really then you just got to do it all over again. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that in the spring for sure. Yeah. There are a couple other startups at Launch Party that are food related too. One is Uni, 
O O N N I E. I should have found out how to how to say that, which is an online marketplace for local food, which Tabroot wrote about earlier this year, and Order, the app that lets you visit the concession stand from your seat, which is which we featured on this show uh, in the summer. Thoughts on those? Yeah, I'm I'm still interested to see how Uni is going to do, uh, just given you know f- online food marketplaces that have come and gone, and and seeing how many there are and still not being able to necessarily find a great solution to that problem. But order I'm ex- excited about as well. I think Edmonton, I mean, long time ago, we identified that Edmonton, the metropolitan region is a great test bed for food concepts. And mm-hmm. the fact that now we're starting to build out our food ecosystem beyond just brick and mortar, but really going into tech with things like order and, uh, and truffle, and then of course, you know, other other parts of the supply chain is really interesting to me. I think it's long overdue. So um, I'm glad to see a few more up and coming uh, startups in that space. Yeah, and when we had order on the show, they get kind of were in stealth mode on purpose. So this really does feel like a coming out party for them. I think a lot of people in the ecosystem, if they didn't listen to our excellent episode about them, well, this is the first time they'll be hearing about them. So that'll be <laughs> kind of what lunch party is is for. Um, another trend that I noticed was startups that have been through some of the accelerators that have come to Edmonton in the past year. So Cash to Crypto was part of the first cohort of uh, Alberta Accelerator by 500. And Deep Blue Greens was part of the Alberta Catalyzer pre-accelerator that Edmonton Unlimited and Platform Calgary run together. On the one hand, I thought maybe we would have expected more launch party companies to come out of the accelerators, but I also see that quite a few launch party alumni have gone on to participate in accelerators. So maybe it's kind of a two-way street. Um, What do you think about that intersection of accelerators and launch party? Yeah, I think some of it could also just be timing, given that the last couple of years, things have been so um, online. and. I also think it says something about where we're at as an ecosystem. You know, we we were a few years ago, we were really focused on getting companies to start just, you know, get going on your idea. Now it feels like companies are moving through in their maturity and going into, you know, growth mode. So getting more, attracting more customers, more revenue, becoming more sophisticated with their technology. So it makes sense to me that um, we would see some back and forth on those between where you start and where you end up. But I think launch party to me feels like a celebration that isn't limited to a specific phase in your business. And so I do hope that we see more of these uh, intersections and more companies fluidly moving through different programs. And I think to me, that would signal that the ecosystem is a bit more rich and uh, mm-hmm. and more concentrated than than we might think. Yeah. This might be a good time to mention too that because the last two launch parties were online only, which I think they did quite a good job considering like they they had like it's not just a Zoom call, it was kind of fancy, but still it's not the same as being in the same room. Um, but their champagne reception before launch party will include the 20 companies that were part of um, launch party 11 and 12. So, and there's some pretty... Uh, impressive companies in there as well. So they'll get a little bit of a shine from from all that. 
Uh, I see that some startup TNT alumni are in the lineup as well. So Kidney Check by SN Biomedical, which makes a health test for pets. It was part of both the Life Sciences Summit and the Top 20 um, for Investment Summit 6 that just finished last week. And Blade Flex, which makes um, sort of equipment for helping you straighten out musculoskeletal problems. Uh, they pitched at the finale of Investment Summit 5. So another kind of interesting e- intersection in the ecosystem between Startup TNT and Launch Party. Yeah, definitely. Again, you know, I mean, companies need capital and um, hopefully seeing more of these intersections encourages other potential ecosystem partners to kind of pick Edmonton as a place or to to start um, something that they've been thinking about that will help founders. Uh, and hopefully we can see a few more of these intersections in the future. Yeah. Rounding out the Launch Party 13 class are three companies that I just, I didn't know a lot, of ton, a lot about. We haven't talked to them yet. Maybe we should have them all on the show. Um, one of them is Air Market, which helps customers safely and efficiently operate unmanned aerial, aerial vehicles or flying drones. Uh, Liquid Software Corporation, which makes enterprise resource planning software for a number of industries, including aviation. So there's a little bit of a a through line there. We keep hearing about aviation innovation. And Varma uh, Energy, which converts landfill waste into energy. Uh, Got any thoughts on any of those? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're all, what I like about them is they're all a bit more forward thinking um, Mm -hmm. and they seem a bit future friendly. Uh, of course, I'm personally the most interested in Varma Energy because I do think that anything we can do to convert waste into something useful in any way, whether it's just food waste or landfill or what, and anything that's just kind of uh, escaping us and not doing anything useful is interesting. Um, and obviously that's going to be a, a huge problem moving into the future. So I wish them lots of luck for sure. But of course, the others as well. I know that when Mac looked at this list, he kind of looked askance at Varma because he was saying, is that really a startup? Because it's like a local subsidiary of a big European company, I guess. It is locally run and like locally run by Sean Collins. And um, I don't know, like what is a startup, I guess, is part of part of the existential question that's connected to launch party. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the mindset rather than the company itself. So how Mm. they build pharma, you know, how they tap into new and interesting perspectives, how quickly they scale up. I think all of those can qualify them as a startup. Um, And I think, you know, it is important for bigger companies to spin off little startups because if they don't, it kind of just means they're staying stagnant or they're just monopolizing a category. So uh, yeah, you're right. It It is interesting to think about like what is a startup and what isn't, but it's kind of one of those other similar questions around food in terms of like supporting local food business owners versus franchise run companies mm-hmm. when oftentimes the franchisee is a local entrepreneur. So yeah, it's all these blurry lines, you know? That's for sure. Gray all around. Well, we will link to information about all of those companies as well as where to get tickets to not only Launch Party, but all of the events happening at Edmonton Startup Week. There's more than 50. You could just fill your whole week with Startup Orama if you wanted to. Uh, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear from Cam Linky about something that the folks at Amy have cooked up for Startup Week. 
Bloom is brought to you by Edmonton Unlimited. Here's a message from our sponsor. Edmonton Startup Week is a celebration of innovation culture, free community-led events, launch party, and more. I'm Catherine. Please join me October 17th to 22nd. Register now at edmontonstartupweek.com. This episode of Bloom is also brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings and hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. So we mentioned Ken Batista off the top and another co-founder of Startup Edmonton and parent of Launch Party is Cam Linky. He is now the CEO of AMI, the Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute, which is running something called Tech Aid from October 20th to 22nd to promote AMI's love of technology, but also to raise some money for the United Way Alberta Capital Region's Period Promise Initiative and Boyle Street Community Services. So... Here's my interview with Cam Linky. Welcome to Bloom, Cam. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. So TechAid is billed as Amy's version of a charity run. Um, how so and and why why this? Yeah, so you know, I guess maybe I can start with the why and then you that'll that'll lead into the how a little bit. Um, you know, really we wanted to have an opportunity to to give back to a great community that's been very supportive of us for a long time. And certainly there's, you know, challenges both in tech and in the community as everybody's, you know, kind of hitting their recovery button right now and working their way through that. And we want to be a big part of of helping uh, contribute back to the, the solution there or be part of the solution there. Um, so we had a couple of great charities I think we're going to talk more about um here that you know we really think both help support the tech industry in general and help our causes that are helpful to the the broader community um as well as you know being able to you know contribute back to our our community here in Edmonton and Alberta more broadly is it too stereotypical to say that like geeks maybe aren't so much into the charity run but they can like do uh, displays of of technology and and research to raise money. Well, you know, it's interesting that this isn't the first time that you know the tech communities come together to try and help. Uh, I believe it was last year, but it was right at the start of the pandemic. Um, you know, a number of tech companies came together to be able to try and uh, raise money for the food bank at the time here in Edmonton. Um, so I think that you know, if you look at a lot of people in technology, they're often maybe a little bit utopian and want to be able to help, you know, give back and be able to to realize that utopia. And when things are, you know, when challenges are hit, they like to look at ways to to solve problems. And obviously, giving back to charities or doing a charity run is is one way to do it. You know, in our case, we want to be able to use you know a couple of events that you know are going to get a are are getting quite a bit of attention. Um, instead of you know trying to you know sell tickets or something like that to them, we decided to try and use our platform and our influence to hopefully be able to you know raise some money here for for these great causes. Mm-hmm. So TechAid has kind of three parts to it, and I, they're 
related but kind of different. So maybe we'll talk about each of them in turn. The first one is October 20th. It's a reverse expo. So who is that for and and what's going to happen? Yeah, so Reverse Expo has been a great thing, you know, led out by the computer science department historically at the U of A, and we're excited to be able to partner with them to be able to to put this on, you know, again, um, showing off the incredible students at the University of Alberta. Obviously, a, a large number of those are in artificial intelligence, but you know, we have a, a great computer science department here, and you know, a great school doing a lot of great things in the, you know, in the software and in the computer science sphere as well. So TechAid was this, our reverse expo, sorry, was this opportunity to be able to have a little bit of a reverse job fair where instead of companies talking about what they were doing to potential candidates or to future candidates, it was an opportunity for future candidates to show off the incredible things that they were doing through, you know, poster session type thing. And, uh, you know, really have, you know, people who are recruiting, people who are looking at, you know, hiring to be able to come and meet in that venue. So like I said, incredible pioneering this by um, a couple profs at the computer science department at the U of A. And, you know, we were excited to be able to, to partner with them, just given how big of a thing talent is here at Amy and um, how many of these students we're working with, you know, already in a lot of cases. So we might have some students listening, but probably the more likely folks that are hiring that are listening. So can they still like sign up to go to that? Yep, absolutely. So for all these things, um, amytechaid.com is the, the triage point in. But yeah, there's absolutely opportunity for, for companies, for people hiring to be able to see. And I would encourage anybody, even if you're not hiring right at the moment, these are incredible potential future employees and the earlier you can connect with them, the better. Yeah. So then on October 21st is Tech Talks. So who's that for and what, what's going to happen at that? We typically run these every year as uh, you know, a little bit of a quieter event um, that we've run internal talks often by, you know, typically by our researchers and um, the way to think about it is like our researchers giving talks to each other, like, here's an update on what I'm doing. Um, so we wanted to expand that a little bit, try a few different formats for how those presentations w- would look, and then really set it up as a way for people to be able to, you know, our broader audience to be able to kind of listen in, to be there, to hear like, here's how these talks are given. And here's how you know, our researchers talk and give feedback and can, you know, learn and present to each other. So uh, you know, excited to to be able to have uh, an audience um, be able to to take part in that that maybe wouldn't really have the opportunity as often to to be able to listen into those conversations, and then as always to be able to you know really share um, some of the incredible things that are are happening here and some incredible research directions by our group. Cool. And so, anybody who wanted to participate in, in either of those, you're encouraged to donate. Uh, to the the cause through Canada Helps, and that's how the money will get its way there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we didn't want to do a, a specific ticket price. You know, people are going to have different levels of what they can give. And like I said, I think there, there are a lot of people hitting some some difficult times. So anything that people can do to to help support, we'd rather do that than have uh, have a ticket price. And then the finale is uh, DevCon or a student developer conference that's happening on October 22nd. That's that's maybe more for students to apply to be able to be participating in. Yeah, so uh, student DevCon, it's you know mostly undergrad focused with 
you know, some high school students, I think we already have um, 30 plus high school students signed up and um, some grad students as well in there. But typically the kind of core audience of that would be uh, would be undergrad students. Um, again, we have a, a town bursary program. So instead of charging for the day, you know, we set it up as as an opportunity to apply to be there and to be able to come and really take part uh, for technical students in an opportunity to learn from industry professionals, to be able to, to develop out a network, you know, here in town. And then, you know, really to be able to, you know, meet more peers in the in the industry, um, whether it's peers are going to, to school right now or peers who are already out um, working and be able to start to build those uh, colleagues that they're going to you know, have for the rest of their lives. What will success look like then for TechAid? Yeah, I mean, overall, you know, this is our first time really trying to do something like this around, you know, around raising money. So that's part of it. So we hope we can raise a, a good amount for these charities. Another part of it is to be able to raise attention for the two charities and really what they're the impact they're trying to have. And then, you know, the third, there's incredible people, there's incredible students, there's incredible researchers, there's incredible companies here in town. They're not always heard about. And you know, there's more opportunities now than there was in the past um, for to to hear about the exciting things going on in AI and tech. You know, here in Edmonton and here in the province, but we're still not where we need to be there. And so, an opportunity to really show off this incredible community, and for us at Amy to again, you know, be able to you know open the curtain as much as possible and show just some of the really exciting things that are happening here and the exciting people who are driving them out. Amy's always up to something, I feel like. Maybe it's because <laughs> we just pay a lot of attention at Taproot. But uh, this is the biggest event that you've put on since AI Week in May. So I just wanted to circle back to that. What did that event accomplish? So AI Week in May um, was really, it was the first year we ran that. We wanted to have you know similar thing to be able to show off what was really happening here research wise. It started out as a, it was our 20 year anniversary of the Institute five-year anniversary of the nonprofit and the pan-Canadian AI strategy. I really wanted to have a, a event to show that off. And when we started to look at it, we said, okay, well, if we're going we're gonna to have this great opportunity to show off you know, these incredible group of researchers and students and what we're doing here on that side. It'd be awesome to be able to show off the great things and the great um, work that we're doing with industry um, and our industry partners and really show off the community that exists, you know, here in Edmonton and the province and, you know, connected to Amy across Canada overall. Um, so that was the, the kind of impetus for AI week there. For us, it, it kind of really blew away, you know, any expectations that we had. Mm-hmm. We put together a similar thing. We had a talent bursary program um, where companies were supporting People coming here from out of town, so really trying to level the playing field for people to be able to attend the week. Um, we ended up with over 500 people in our talent bursary program. Nearly 70% of applicants came from underrepresented groups in STEM. And I believe it was applicants came from 38 different countries around wow. the world. So just this really incredible, broad group, diverse group of people coming here um, to really find out more about what was going on both in the research community, uh, what was going on talent-wise here, and really what this ecosystem that, again, maybe doesn't get talked about quite as much, but this incredible ecosystem to be able to come and learn more about that. So throughout the week, we had all over 2,100 people who came throughout the week. Like I said, we have over 500 people in the talent bursary program. 
There was over 60 events from academic talks to business talks throughout the week, and then a number of community partners and community talks throughout the week as well. So that was really exciting. Like I said, it kind of blew away our expectations. And this is really something we're going to be running every year um, now and having as as an ongoing thing to really gather that community here together every year. Uh, TechAid is happening kind of in parallel with Edmonton Startup Week, which I think is an event that's fair to say happens because of you and Ken Batista starting things, uh, nurturing a startup scene here uh, back in 2009. Um, What do you think about the evolution of the startup scene in Edmonton since then? Yeah, it's funny. It's always one of those things where, you know, I feel like you have to pinch yourself at times to like, you can be really in the weeds and like, like kind of myopic about things. Um, but if you were to back up well over 10 years ago now, you know, when Ken and myself were starting Startup Edmonton and to, you know, really look at what's happened from the number of companies that have raised money here, companies like Google and DeepMind setting up offices here being one of three pillars of excellence of artificial intelligence um, as part of the pan-Canadian AI strategy. You know, I think if you you look at all those and the number of people in tech and the conversation around tech, um, it's really changed a lot over the last over a decade. And so I think it's been really exciting to see. There's even more opportunity. There's way more room for growth here going forward, absolutely. But you know, looking back and really seeing how much has grown um, over the last decade has been really incredible. And just how much the community has grown and the, the growth of different community groups. There's an incredible, like Dev Edmonton, as an example, this entire group um, that's really grown in that time and just how great that Dev community, as an example, is here. Um, so seeing a much more you know, kind of robust ecosystem grow has been really, really awesome to see. What do you think needs to happen to kind of continue that trajectory? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I feel like at times uh, I, I'm almost a little bit dis- disconnected from the the kind of startup community and the tech community uh, compared to maybe what I what I used to be. When I, you know, I feel like I was in it, or maybe I was in it every day. Maybe that's the answer. Is that I think that there needs to be a lot of talking to the the tech community, a lot of talking to the startup community, and doing the things that are going to help solve problems and take things to the next level. I think that's one really, really big one. It's that was ultimately you know, what we did at startup was talk to a lot of people and learn what the challenges were and try and solve those challenges. So that's probably the biggest one. And yeah, you know, I think the second one is just as things are opening up again. I think here in the province and here in the city at times we can we can be a little bit too you know looking internally and it's a big wide world out there and we need to have i think more of our startups more of our companies you know more of our people out connecting into great broad networks into great you know city university etc alumni we have around the world and really be connected into a much broader ecosystem around the world and make sure that that is connected back here to the city. So I think those are the probably two things from my perspective, but I'm sure other people have way better you know, opinions <laughs> than I do on it. Uh, well, I think it's a worthwhile opinion to have. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share about uh, TechAid or Amy? I think both things are exciting that one we can start to do things in person again. So it's just so great to see, you know, AI, we, I think for a lot of people, that was their first, 
conference or first bigger event around other people. And, you know, even some of these are kind of the first opportunity to, to see people in person in many cases. And so, you know, just really excited to see that energy coming back and see what's going to continue to, to grow and snowball from there. So some of the events that are connected to Tech8 are actually things that started at Startup Edmonton. For example, DevCon, the, the student developer conference, which is like the third leg of Tech8. Um, it's interesting to see these events kind of migrate around the ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, good ideas are still good ideas um, and they can last a long time. It just sometimes they need a little bit of a new point of view or a new angle. And, you know, I think... We're such a huge academic city. I mean, you know, we were just we we're just named a learning city by UNESCO the other day, and so I think it's it's kind of interesting and fun to involve students uh, in these real life scenarios because obviously they have such interesting ways of approaching problems. So I'm glad that Def, DevCon keep wanting to say DevCon DevCon yeah. <laughs> is still around. I think other companies should start adopting the idea of uh, either hosting their own or or being part of things like DevCon. Yeah, kind of to that point is a lot of the work of um, tech companies and and the, the service providers around them or the research institutes around them is to fill that, keep that pipeline filled with um, talented people, identify the ones that are kind of up and comers and, and get them before someone else snaps them up. It reminds me of Copperstone Technologies earlier this, uh, this year talking to us about like hosting an event to, um, encourage women in engineering to come and like meet people and just get, make those connections, which I think not only DevCon, but also, uh, the Reverse Expo, which is the, the first event in Tech Aid is meant to do is kind of get those students out there and connecting with people so that they can, um, not be floating and, and, and having their talents untapped. Um, so it kind of like, if you're in, in cam shoes, like the pipeline he cares about is, is people now more than like selling stuff. Yeah. And I mean, the people are things that you can't duplicate, you know? And so if you think about keeping that pipeline strong, it's about making sure that it's full all the way through. And I, when I look at um, developers or, you know, a lot of these more typically introverted roles, you know, often, often people who aren't as salesy, a lot of times what you're looking for is people's affinity for problem solving, like how mm -hmm. they think, how they tackle a problem, how open-minded they are to different solutions. And that's hard to do when you're just looking at a resume. Um, and so I can imagine that things like Reverse Expo and DevCon and other more uh, interactive ways of hosting talent is, is a great way of identifying who has the right fit for your company or, or which company is the right fit for you if you're in the talent seat. I know a lot of companies, including uh, PunchCard, have hack days internally to try to like allow their team to work on things that they, first of all, want to work on. But secondly, secondly, it's more to like flex those those thinking skills and those problem solving skills that they don't always get to do when it's in a real live work environment. So I think all of this will continue to be a way to develop talent, but also to keep folks motivated and excited about what they do. Yeah. 
And then if you are a person who's more like me, who's still like just trying to get your head around what AI and machine learning mean, uh, the tech talks on the second day are kind of geared towards us as noobs. So lots to <laughs> lots to see. I also thought it was interesting that Cam said that AI Week is going to be an annual event. I don't know if that's news. It was news to me. I don't know if everybody knew that any uh, before, but. Um, it shows the success of that event, I think, and kind of creates another annual tent pole in the tech calendar in addition to Startup Week. Yeah, I always, uh, for some reason, I assumed it would be an annual event, but I didn't know that until Cam confirmed it. So I'm yeah. really excited about that. I think what was really interesting is how many talent bursaries were given out uh, for folks mm-hmm. to come from around the world. And I remember being downtown during AI Week. It was kind of one of the first post-pandemic weeks that I was downtown. And it was just so amazing to see how many people had their AI week badges, like students and people that are more working in companies in Edmonton. And definitely that live event energy that we have a lot in Edmonton when we're hosting festivals and concerts, it it seems similar. Um, And, you know, I think from a global perspective, AI week is such a great opportunity to get talent here. Uh, But I also hope it's a really great way to get companies here and thinking about the fact that if all this talent is converging in Edmonton, how do they take advantage um, and how can they be part of this? It's kind of like, you know, Shopify has their annual Unite Week in Toronto, which is happening Mm. right now. And it definitely takes over the city. And I feel like AI Week could could be that for us. So um, I'm glad it is annual. And again, I hope that there's ways to create some more global partnerships around it. All right. Well, you can learn more by visiting amytechaid.com. That is A-M-I-I techaid.com. Everything is free, but of course you are encouraged to make a donation to the Period Promise Campaign and uh, Boyle Street Community Services. Be generous, help them reach their goal of $25,000 and uh, we'll make it super easy for you and link to everything in the show notes. That's it for this week. If you haven't already, hit subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes of Bloom. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Bloom is produced by Tabru Edmonton with editing by Castria. Our music is by Davon Beaker and our cover art is by Vicky Wierszynski. Bye.